Ladies and gentlemen, you have tuned into another episode of the Apples to Apples podcast. As always, my name is Drew Applebaum, and I am one third of your co-hosting trio. Thank you for tuning in today. Last time we tried to do this was two days ago. We, we have, call this take two. Yeah, well, it's a good thing. It's like I knew there was going to be more to talk about, and that's why I, I screwed something up. Because, And I'll, I'll take the blame. I'm not sure it's my fault or if it's the computer or what. It doesn't really matter. Well, we had a comment that maybe we need Wyatt back, which we've always said. No, we definitely need Wyatt we've back. We've never denied that's, it. Yeah, no. He's, he's outside of our price range, let's put it that way. Um, because he's so good at what he does, and that's not Correct. sarcasm. No, he is good. What is sarcasm? Or maybe just a premonition was we have a lot more to talk about because we waited two extra days, so I'm excited we're getting to do it again, and we have that. Can I just say about. something before you get going? You always do anyway, so. This is going to be – I'm glad there's a couple new things to talk about because part of this – the beauty of this podcast uh, is we talk, and then I say things, and you guys learn. And we have a, an actual conversation because we really don't talk, for those of you wondering – I mean, we talk, like Sam and I are watching a game, we'll talk and stuff, and when you're there, Drew, we do the same, but for the most part, we don't really pre-talk about the show. Not at all. So this is going to be kind of weird, because we've already pre we've already done the show. And <laughs> so I, have, I, I would be it's curious. Hard to, if, how much we say that's the same? Yes, or not even the same, just... Because I feel like we know what's coming, but we'll, we'll, well, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm more it's, thinking, like, what do... We, I would be curious to listen to our like opinions only two days separate and see how different they are. Because well, I'm the sure the NFL hasn't started yet, so th- no, that, that's fair. That's all relevant. We talked about the Twins uh, uh, to a degree, and I don't think we were that off on the Twins. No. I mean, no. I, so. I'm more of a joke than anything. But anyways, we'll get to what we're going to talk about. We'll Sam's get here, by the way. It. He's just, I don't I, know what is. You always is. interrupt early and don't let me do what I got to do. Oh, so. okay, go ahead. You, it's cool. just, I'm used to it. I know we're trying to do a brief, so I'm going to let Drew do his thing, and then we'll talk. Yeah, we got we got Thank kickoff. You, we got Thank kickoff. You, anyways, before we kick off our show, see what I did there? Yeah. Very nicely. I, as always, got to do a little bit of housekeeping. So thank you to everyone out there in the orchard for listening in today. I am coming to you live from New York, New York. It's still the Apple Cider Cellar Studios for a couple more weeks. Sam, I'll let you explain why that is in just a minute. Before that, though, like I said, thanks, everyone, for listening. Wherever you found us, what you got to do is you got to go to anchor.fm slash apples-2-apples. That's kind of our home page, our home base from there, you can find links to all your favorite ways to listen to podcasts. We have Apple Podcasts, we have Spotify, we have Google Podcasts, a ton of others. Or you can listen to it right there on Anchor. But what you got to go there for is you go there. Let's say you listen to us on Spotify right now, but you prefer Apple Podcasts. The link's right there. And then you can go to Apple Podcasts, follow us, subscribe to us, like us, whatever you do on your given podcast app, software, whatever. So we get sent to you each and every week whenever we do this, whenever I figure out how to do it because I screw something up new every week. Additionally, once you do all of that and you want to be part of the show, you want to really be part of the orchard, you got to follow us on Twitter at Apples2ApplesPC. That's our show's Twitter. That's what you'll tweet at whenever you want to send us a question, some thoughts. They don't have to be questions. If you want to send us what you think the season's going to end as, we'll say it on, we'll say it on the show. We'll talk about it. We'll see what we think. One of us is bound to disagree with you. That's just the law of numbers and probability and stuff. It's nothing against you. Can we'll probably be wrong. You already did, so go ahead. Might not be appropriate, but it's never. Where appropriate. are you in your life when you make um, it's balloon animals? Uh, what do you mean? You're a clown. I mean, what do you mean? Like, where do you like acquire when you sit that there skill? And make balloon animals and stuff. Like, where? 
Is that a skill you'd want? Um, I think it's a skill I would want. It's not one I'd have to re- would want to rely on for my well being. If I that makes get by sense. The noise, but go ahead. I just I saw it on something. You think you would what? I couldn't get by the squeaky noise. So oh, that's I, fair. I, I think it'd be cool to like. Well, cool is the wrong word. It'd be like a fun kind of random party trick to bust out. But I'm not sure I would want to. Okay. Base my livelihood and my ability to do that. Well, yeah, no, I wasn't wasn't really going with the livelihood <laughs> part. Any job's a good job, but possibly. <laughs> I'm, but I'm no, sure there's I, a lot of people out there that would disagree with that. I statement. just wonder if, if that's a skill people would want. And what would you make if you could? But we we need we have a busy show, so why are we I talking about? Why are you that? talking about balloon animals? Anyway. I saw it on TV. Right. Sure. Okay. Full disclosure. Anyways, like I said, follow the show. At Apples to Apples PC. If you want to follow me, that's Dapple thirteen twelve. If you want to follow Sam, that's at S Applebaum eleven. If you want to follow my dad, just follow our Twitter because that's what he tweets from, anyways. You can like us on Facebook, but most importantly, beyond all of that, I mean, listening is probably thing number one. But thing number one B is keep spreading the word about Apples to Apples. Get some more folks to join the orchard. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell anyone that likes sports, tell people especially that like Minnesota sports, or if they just like to listen to people talk, you know, just to pass time and criticize things we say because there's lots to criticize because we're wrong very often. Let them know. They'll enjoy it. I think that's all I got. Dad, Sam, I'm going to send it to you over in Mendota Heights, Minnesota. Let us know what's on the show today, why our studios don't have a new name yet, what else is going on in life, I guess, besides blue animals. Let's get to the studio name. And I'd like to introduce Slammin' Sammy to explain why we don't have a studio name yet. Go, Sam. I know people are on the edge of their seats waiting for my studio name in California, Santa Clara, California, to be specific. But I feel like with that word specifically on this show, I got to say. Specific is a tough one for you. And have saliva all over my face. We got to work on that Can you keep your shirt on? We're too close. It's so hot in here. It doesn't matter. We're too close. And we might have to move to Kentucky if you keep taking it off. There was a little nipple touch. One? Two. Couple. Yeah. I thought thought I felt a third. I don't like talking about it. That's on my side. But go ahead. Can you please continue on getting... He's nauseous. But I over feel here. like before I name my studio, I need to get into the studio and make sure the name fits the the quarters. But Dad, do you want to name yours yet, or what? No, I, I mean we might as well do it all on the same show. Just a reminder: we have decided that uh, we will be naming our studios apples that are pertinent to the environment that we all live in, or some of us permanently live in, some of us temporarily. Drew, I'm not sure what you call it because all your stuff is still with our address, but Pretty much permanently. I, you know what? I'm sure some stuff still gets sent there, but I have changed. I think. No, I'm not I a thought, lot. I thought I had changed everything I possibly could, and a lot of people I actually guess, don't. I guess I was talking about your driver's license and your cell phone. Oh, yeah. No, my driver's license. The two license. things that would tie you to Minnesota and your well, phone. Is your, well, I guess, yeah, that's true. But why change your phone? In the, no, your, your defense, phone number. I'm not changing my phone number for as long as possible. My driver's license, okay. I, I don't want to change until I'm living in somewhere for more than a year. Oh, I totally so. get that. But on today's Plus, show. I love my picture. It's such a cool picture of my me on, on it. Oh. Nobody makes fun of it. It's a really nice picture. Mine's not so good. Who was Neither that? Your, who Was that yours, Sam? That said, wanted to know why you're so happy? No, that was me. No, that was, that was Drew, yeah. Yeah. But I do smile on mine, though. 
Well, I smiled, and then the lady was like, you need to put your chin up a little bit. So I did, and now I look like I'm under the influence. Let's put it that way. And I promise well, I wasn't. when you are under the influence, then you no, look it was, normal. Yeah, when you're walking in the <laughs> Yeah, car, no, that, it, I guess it works oh, out that you. way. It's a good point, Sam. Thank you. But on today's earlier. brief show, the last show was very long, but, but very entertaining. But we had some trip stuff. But this, we're going to do an NFL preview show, which we did the other day, so... We'll see how close it is. Um, and we'll talk. It won't just be NFC North talk. It'll be all football. But, you know, we'll talk Vikings, of course. We're going to do a little bit of football, college football talk. Um, College-wise, we're going we're gonna to dab into the, uh, dabble into the, what do they call the transfer portal and these graduate transfers things. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk a little baseball not much in apple picking because there wasn't the other day, and we still don't have much. It's a weird week, a short week. And then we will let you go and uh, get back together next week. So I think I got it all, don't I? And okay. so I thought Drew? Sam was going to say something. I, I, To be honest, I wasn't listening because oh. I know what we're going to talk about, so I kind of stopped listening. My phone isn't charging, so I'm trying to figure that out. Well, let's kick it to the NFL then. NFL, doom. What's the what's the theme song? Oh, do 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 do. That one. Yeah, is that Fox? I've been waiting all day That's... for Sunday night. Oh, is she back? Is Carrie Underwood back? Wasn't there it's, controversy last year? It's her and somebody I thought, and Cheryl Crow or something. I don't know. What? No, maybe I don't know. Someone. I'm I, finding I, it. I I'm finding it. A good song. I thought she was with a country singer. Cheryl, Cheryl Crow kind of is. She's kind of a country folk singer, as we say in the biz. Is she with Little Nas X? That would be so cool. I thought they're bringing back oh, her old Joan song. Jett. I was way off. Although, am I that far off? I'm, I'm going to take my football to it's Carrie Sunday Underwood night. Joan Jett. I are right, doing oh. did this seasons together. They might have done last year's too. No, I don't think she did. Is she bringing back the oh. old song? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that's the old song was better. But I think Little Nas. Well, anyways, NFL. Uh, so let's just get to the real. We'll get to the NFC North. Um, the meat and potatoes of it, do you as think, they say. Do you think who was last? I mean, so Pittsburgh has – the Steelers have practice today. Do you think they just called practice off and just sat in a circle and laughed? Or I think, yeah, probably. Probably had, a, had champagne. I mean, <laughs> you talk – Antonio Brown, could you be any more childish? What a, what a fool. You know what I – I bet it's just, surprising, but – No, well, and you know what just today made more sense than ever – is the well, uh, you could probably say a lot of things, but you know who Antonio Brown is very, very close personal friends with? Sid Hartman. Uh, Jimmy Butler. And it's just never oh, made so. more sense than it did today. Now, he's they've both had their issues. Antonio Brown has had his issues. First off, I don't even know what he was trying to accomplish by posting that letter. Like, you sign a contract, there are rules. Like, he had to know that was coming. It's not like it's also not necessarily even like a Raiders rule. Like it's an NFL rule. But you can't. Like, go, you, you think he should have to go to practice? Me? I mean, yeah. You act like he should go to practice and team meetings on time. You mean do his job? Yeah. Think weird. about it that way. Like if you just didn't show up to your job for however many days he chose to not go to practice and team meetings, what well, would happen to you? You'd get I, fired. I, you wouldn't just get fined. You'd get fired. I think Sam's gonna agree with me on this, and we'll find out. But. So this wasn't the first day he did this. This no. is this went on his entire career, and Pittsburgh not only covered up for him, they let him do it. And he 
trash that organization, an organization that basically gave him way too much money, let him do whatever he wanted to do, and bizarre. Don't you think, Sam? Yeah, I just don't really get the entire thing. Like, they were nice to him to begin with, and then he came back after however many months and days, and now he's just totally disrespectful for him when he should have been all right with them because they were nice to, to him to begin with. I mean, they gave him too much time, I think. And money. Yeah, now he was going to get $31 million guaranteed, and now he probably won't get any of it because he's stupid. That's, that's the interesting part. If his contract is That he's void, stupid? I, no, I think we all knew. I, I don't think anyone really was wondering if he was stupid. But if they void this contract, and he is absolutely desert I mean, he's one of the top three receivers. But, so now he's a free agent. He, they voided his contract. Obviously, there's teams. Probably Dallas would be the first to try to sign him. But they can only give him so much money. Teams just don't have that much money at this point of the season. Right. I, I mean, he might not play this year. Well, it seems to be a more and more common occurrence and that guys are just refusing to play. You look at what Melvin Gordon's going through, who knows what's going to happen there. Let's look at Julio Jones is now debating sitting out week one if he doesn't have a new contract, which I wouldn't complain about personally. But it's it's definitely becoming more and more common. And, and, and like you said, it's just, Sam, to your point, they did they did support him pretty heavily through that helmet thing. But... They didn't say he had to practice. He got fined for just not showing up. There's nothing easier for an NFL player or any athlete than showing up to practice, sitting in on meetings, and standing on the sidelines in a in a t-shirt and shorts if you're not practicing. Because when you're not mad, all you have anything. to do is show up. That, that's one thing I'll give Zeke Elliott credit. He at least came back from Cabo and was ready the day he signed the contract. He came back specifically, so as soon as it was ready, he was good to go. And, and yeah, to your exactly. point, Sam, I actually do give him credit. That's the part that's crazy about this. He's not mad at I mean, he was mad because they fined him, but he, they, before, but he, he just didn't show up because he didn't want to. Right. If they suspend him, he, he'll be done with Oakland for sure. And then I don't know who's going to trade for him, to Dad's point. I mean, or who's going to pay the money right wants. now? Some team will take him. Dallas it's, would take him, but the problem is he fought so hard to get 30, $30 million. Well, he's making technically I don't more. think Jerry Jones would put up with him. Well, I don't think he can afford him. That's the problem because now he's right. got to sign. Yeah, he just signed Elliott for $90 million, Plus, he's, he's got to sign, sign Prescott Cooper and, and Prescott. Yep. I mean, I don't – He. by the way, he, it was just $30 million guaranteed. His contract was for – what, 90 million or 80 or, I mean, some crazy amount. We're just talking about the guaranteed money. Right. I, I, I just, listen, the, the wide receivers we know are divas. This is just taking it. I'm just, it's just bizarre. Now, Oakland has to get rid. I mean, why would you want, this isn't going to stop. With, with Brown? Yeah. No. And, and if it's not this, it's, it's going to be something else. He's always going to fight. We've we've stopped talking about the fact that he couldn't walk, run it before the helmet thing even happened because he st- stood too long in a cryotherapy chamber. We've totally forgotten about that. And like you said, Big Ben and Mike Tomlin and Juju Smith-Schuster, and honestly, Le'Veon Bell may have, have hopped on a train and gone to hang out with them just for the day because they were all like, now you guys get it. Like, now you all see yeah, it. Yeah, oh, yeah. They and everyone pointed to Big Ben as the reason for that. They always get, rid, get mad at Big Ben for yeah. he's terrible to work with and all the receivers hate him. When 
Actually, it was Antonio Brown this entire time. Yeah, can I just break in real quick? Of course. You, you Martin Perez is pitching against the Red Sox tonight. It's just like last night. Tuesday when he interrupted or, or, and talked about no, Twins no, way too early. I'm not talking yeah. about the Twins. I just went over-under. Does he give up nine runs over or under? I say under. I say right under, at. They've been taking him out before nine. Well, they don't. You know, the seven and eight, the last couple. Yeah, maybe nine was too high. How about nine. seven? Over-under. I think the I'll better over-under is about six. By the way, there's think, the shift I working. Think he, I think he gives up eight. The but anyway, just worked, by the way. Yeah. No mention. Well, I think he'll give up four. I, I, um, four, in, four innings, though, I think is probably what we're about to get. So, so, and, you know, normally teammates support the, the holdouts because it, when it's about money, because it might be them. There's no, they have to be fed up with this guy. I don't care what anyone says. They, first of all, they don't really have a relationship with him. He basically just got there. Right. You got to He's never at practice. No. Like, I think that's like what I keep coming back to that is just baffling to me. He wasn't fine because he didn't practice. He wasn't fine because he sat out the preseason games. He's he didn't happy. fine because he didn't show up. All he had to do was show up and stand on the sidelines. He wasn't even there. That's all how he many, had to do. How many pro athletes get frostbite in the winter? This guy got frostbite in the summer. I mean, you talk about nutty. He's just Anyhow. dumb, like you said, Sam. Like or Sam, like you said, he's just dumb. But I'm so happy we did this today because this didn't happen Tuesday. And now, I I don't know. Like you said, I don't know what team's gonna take him. I do give credit to Mike Mayock. You know, people are gonna are gonna go after him and be like, "It's your star player. He's your best receiver. You're probably not very good without him." Should have swallowed the pill. Whatever. Fair. But I also give the guy credit for day one when he came in. He said, no player is above another. Like, yeah, they're mad at him. Yeah, like he came in. He was like, it's a new regime. It's a new team. We're turning over a leaf. Nobody is better than anybody else. We're like, we're all even. And he treated him as such. Now, it blew up in his face in a way. But I give him credit at least to be a, a man of some dignity and some morals. Now, is he going to screw his team season over by doing it? Maybe. But you know what? Sometimes you have to set a message and set a tone and if this guy's going to just be heard and fight over his helmet and whatever, like, is he worth it? Probably. No. Probably not. But, I mean, I, I, listen, he's incredible. He's a top three receiver in the league when he's playing. Top five, 100%. You, you could argue who's three to five and whatever. I'm not not going to get into that now. But it's just it's just ridiculous. I, there's no other way to put it. And I, I feel bad for Raiders fans. I feel bad for the fans because they don't deserve this. Just when the team looked like it might be getting a little bit better, and I give Mayock, but I do give Mayock a little bit of credit for, for yeah. being a man of his word. And Petty Wars are back. He unfollowed Oakland oh, uh, and Derek Carr on Instagram. He's Thirty-one years old, and he's unfollowing what, people. On what does Derek Carr do? Didn't throw him the ball. Oh wait, he wasn't there. Have you seen uh, his interactions with uh, uh, Antonio Brown with the Minnesota Timberwolves on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. The Timberwolves are talking about signing him. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're just joking. But they yeah. could use all the help they could get. This yeah. is also before this scandal. Well, I heard about Jimmy, but it's when it's when Buckets was there. They're like oh. they're like best friends. It makes it makes so much sense. Well, maybe Don't he be, can go to Miami. Talk about a team that has money. I they, I don't think they're as desperate as they are. They would even take him for free. <laughs> no. All right. Well, maybe so then we still got so Zeke did sign. So yep. for all you fantasy footballers. Congratulations. You know, so I had a 12-team fantasy football league last night or a few nights ago, depending on when you're listening. And when you're 12 teams, you realize there – I mean, can you guys – is it safe to say there's six – There, no, seven 
good running backs, and that is absolutely it in the NFL. Well, Each, every team does not have a good running back. So I think I think we're defining good differently. There are seven to ten teams that have a number one right. bell cow, whatever you want to call it, running back. They're good or they're great or they're phenomenal, whatever Shouldn't down at combination. Bell? They say bell cow. I meant no, cowbell. you're right. That's what they call it, bell cow. But shouldn't it be cowbell? No, I mean, because cow because is a bell. No, well, correct. But the bell cow is a special type. Is the special cow that's the lead cow of the herd, and so you attach a bell to um, its collar, a cowbell to its collar, so that the herd can then be located easily. So that's what they call a bell cow and a cowbell. So when the blue oyster cult needed more cowbell, they, that was from the lead cow. Is what you went saying? and got the yeah. They had to go to lead cows and take the the cowbells off the bell cows. So the, it's kind of like the mo- the grandma buffalo, is it or the mom buffalo? Correct. Grandma. Exactly. Grandma buffalo. That's the grandma. Grandma buffaloes. Correct. Exactly. Oh, so the the so imagine the, if you so tied the cow a, in the a, middle doesn't have a bell. No, it's just the lead cow, and it's so the ranchers can locate the herd. Because they always know where the lead of the herd is. Okay. Well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. So, That's why it's a bell cow. Anyways, there's seven to ten of those. And then shocking. after that, it's like, there's some good ones, but they all split time. Like, there are good running backs, decent to good running backs. Like, Sonny Michelle is a good running back. But he's one. But, but he splits half his time with James White, who's also a good running back. Right. So, there's only seven to ten guys. You're like, that guy's going to get 20-something carries and probably four to five catches a game. I can rely on it. Everyone like, else, so you're like, Philip Lindsay was a stud last year, but then you hear Royce Freeman's going to get almost as many carries. So it's right. like, well, that, last that, year Royce Freeman's supposed to get half the carries, and then he didn't, and now it sounds like he's going to this year. So you never know. Then there's a dude from Washington, I don't even Geis. Yeah, Darius Geis, another one. And then well, I that was this. weird too because Gruden, Gruden came out and said, and "This is fantasy and real NFL talk right here." Gruden right. came out, not John Jay. Um came out and said, oh, well, the offense is going to run through Geis and this and that and whatever, and then the oh, depth chart comes out and Peterson's first on the depth chart. So I, I don't know what's going on there either. That's, well, then I mean, we got that Buffalo. Got more issues. They got this Singletary dude who's supposed to be so good, and then I take him, and then I read, wow, they, he's going to split with like 16 other guys, now mm-hmm. or 15 now that they are at McCoy. My point is, to your point, I guess, is you're right, there's a certain amount of bell cows, but it's just cool. not like it used to be. There's way more... No. Decent receivers now, and uh, twelve. I mean, was the other draft? Sam and I team were league is thin to be, you're thin to begin with, but yeah. I mean, we're relying on Josh Jacobs from Oakland. I've never uh, even heard. I don't that even. That guy's going to get a lot of carries. About, Ironically, he's I hope so. Get a lot I of carries. Him. Never heard of him before. He's a, well, he's a rookie. That's why. Where's he from? Where's he from like, Alabama? Where did he go to school? Yeah, I think he went to Iowa. No, Alabama sounds right. Okay. Um, but anyways, Montgomery so, went to Iowa State. Yeah, so fantasy, it's, I think for everybody, one of them. it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting this year because uh, I don't think there's that. I think you know each position has one or two. I mean, quarterbacks got if like, Mahomes quarterback is more even this year than it's right, ever just, been. I think can Mahomes possibly do what he did last year? I don't know. I mean, even if he regresses, he's still probably number one. But then Rodgers, if he's healthy, gets close to him. Breeze is just throwing. He's not getting any worse. He's just throwing less. Brady goes he, in like the last round. I mean, he's not a bad guy to have. No, but he's 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 consistent. But he doesn't. They just don't throw the ball that much anymore. Truthfully, not for big yardage. Uh, Philip Rivers. No one ever thinks about him. He's got I, great stats. He goes really low. You want to know? You want to hear a crazy statistic for you right now? 
the number one quarterback in fantasy last year for the last uh, six weeks of the season was Josh Allen. So, like, it goes to show, like, what you know going into a season. I not even drafted him. Uh, it just goes to it goes to show like how how you don't know what the season's going to bring, and even if a quarterback on paper and to win a game is bad, as long as they're putting up numbers, it doesn't really matter. Well, and that's know? a team that's always down too, so he's going to throw forty times well, a game at least. It's because he he was their number one rusher. Yeah, that's 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 how he he ran. He had more rushing yards than Lamar Jackson, and more touchdowns than Lamar Jackson rushing. Run. He's average. But he's going to run the ball. He's going to get yeah. you some extra points. So, I mean, we don't. We don't That's need. That's why Watson's fantasy. really good if he stays healthy because he's a pretty good thrower. And then he add in the rushing. I think for fantasy purposes, Watson's a top three quarterback, assuming he doesn't get hurt. I think you got Mahomes, Watson, and I mean, I get Breeze is always up there. Roger, Roger's probably a weird assume, one too. If you assume health, you probably are, would say, well, probably Rogers. But I, you could you yeah. could debate me on on numbers, you know. No, I, think I think Watson so. is. I think Watson is two if he stays healthy, and then after that, you could debate me on three through ten, and I would. I'd be okay with it. Yeah. So fantasy wise, I think uh, we'll talk more as the season goes on. But I think I, I would think that every team has got pretty much the same situation, and and a lot of it will come down to injuries. I mean, it you find your, you, you you pick up you you draft a bunch of backup running backs, hoping someone gets hurt. It's pretty sad. But now to the NFC North. Um. Thoughts, Sam? Are we going to go jump right into Vikings or yeah, just we'll NFC go. North? Well, let's go. Start, start Vikings and then we'll go from there. Well, I, the real question I have for the Vikings is it's going to sound like a repeat to Drew. Is the real question is, is it the offensive line or the defensive backs? Because the offensive line is the only thing that's getting the attention from all the big people, the big analysts, because that was absolutely terrible last year. And we did some things to improve it, but no one's really talking about the defensive backs. When, if you look at it last year, it might have been just as bad on the offensive line because Mike Hughes went out early, and he was our only guy that could actually defend. And if you look at it, Xavier Rhodes last year was terrible, and he hasn't looked like he's going to improve any. And Trey Waynes has been terrible his entire life. Mike Hughes is still out for a little bit. And the real question, I think, is the defensive backs. When the offensive line, we made some additions, did what we could, and no one's talking about the defensive backs, but I think it's going to be our real problem. I have a question for you two that is brand new that I just thought of as Sam just said that. All right? So it's something new that, from Tuesday. I don't understand. So offensive, so defensive backs, you need to be fast. You need to be physical. You need to be somewhat smart. It's, it's, I, I will grant that as bad as our defensive backs are, and they're terrible, and they're going to be the downfall to answer his question. But as bad as they are, that is a very, very difficult thing you're asking with not being able to touch them and things like that. I don't understand how you can't find just a fat 320-pound strong guy and it can teach him how to block. It can't be that difficult. I can th- it? I th- I well, think you need speed, too, on the offense line. Or whatever. Yeah, I, th- but. I think you're underestimating, A, just how incredibly athletic. I think the best oh, I understand athletes that, on an but... NFL field are the defensive linemen, especially the edge rushers, A. And number two, I think there's more to it than any of the three of us know that goes into technique well, I'm and footwork sure and working together as a group. Because if one guy takes the wrong assignment... It doesn't matter because no one's gonna, someone's gonna miss a block and some guy's gonna run free. I when you're trying to, when you're trying to get, speech. not really, because in, at the end of the day, you know, P 
pure athleticism is probably enough at the cornerback position if you know how to use it right. Because it's just like, don't let that guy right there like run past you if you're in man coverage. With blocking, it's like you got to consider, okay, we're going to slide slide this much this way or we're going to – I have to pull and I have to look for this guy, and then if I don't see him or if I get a piece of him, I got to go to the next guy. And you have to know where everyone else is going to be or you're going to miss some guy and you're going to let him run free. If you're a cornerback, your, your job is to just guard the guy in front of you or guard your zone. And in concept, that is, I think, much simpler than – the offensive line, which is why so many defensive backs are really just pure athletes versus guys on the offensive line. You'd look at them and you'd be like, really? And like being big and strong, AKA the, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the tangibles, the, like the measurables is what I mean to say of the offensive line. Don't characteristics. They don't meet like you can't just be to your point, big and strong. Whereas in the, at, at the corner position, if you are athletic, like you can figure the rest of it out. Um, because there's plenty of big and strong guys who come to the NFL and are just and just flop, and and there are plenty of athletic guys on the on the on the outside, covering wide receivers that flop too. But I just think, I don't think it's really hard to appreciate what goes into playing offensive line for the exact point you just said. What uh, I will give you, Dad, they're some of the dumbest guys, not football wise, because I know they have to go all those different blocking schemes, but just common sense is that when the quarterback has thrown the ball or the running back is by you especially, why are you holding him? I don't get that. If a, if a receiver is 20 yards down the field, why is a guy running with him holding him 10 yards behind him? Or why, when the quarterback throws the ball, is an offensive lineman then grabbing his face mask? I don't understand that. I will the, give you that. I, the only the, My counterpoint there is going to be the same thing can be said for cornerbacks when the ball is in the air and you can see the wide receiver looking at the ball, turn your head. Oh, I, I they never do I that. Think, I think common never sense turn is, their head. I never understand that. I, I, common sense is, I think common sense is, is not, I don't, I think it's in, uh, in shortage in the NFL to put it nicely. I'm not saying it's easy to play offensive line, but I think it's, you, it, it'd be a it's lot curious and I would to find somebody. It's, it's a fair point, but there's no position but in we the don't NFL do. that is starving for talent more than the offensive line. So it's, well, it's an think... interesting question, and, I, and you, it does make you wonder. I mean, none of us have the answer. There aren't, there aren't really people that have the answer, or, or there would be a lot of offensive line coaches getting paid a lot of money to fix crappy offensive lines. I think, to, going back to Sam, I think our offensive line is slightly better. Uh, I think our offense is head and shoulders better than our defense. I don't care what any national publication says. I don't care what anyone says. Our defense, this is a repeat, our defense is completely overrated is going to get completely destroyed and will bring us to a seven win season. And I think Kirk cousins, we've talked, we talked about it a little bit um, before, you know, he hasn't won the big game, but I just don't feel like he's the problem. No, I'd actually agree with you about Kirk cousins being the problem. I don't think he really is the problem. I mean, Kirk cousins is never going to be an elite quarterback. We got him. We knew he was, wasn't going to be elite and he's, he, I expect him to be above average. That's just what I ask of him. I don't expect him to be Aaron Rodgers. But the problem is if he's just going to be above average, we need an amazing defense, and we need a very solid running game. And I just don't think that amazing defense is going to be there because when Green Bay won it, their team is absolutely terrible. But they're Aaron Rodgers, the best quarterback in the game, so they could get by it. But us, we're not going to have that, so I think that's why we're going to finish 8-8 eight and eight with our schedule, which I think is very tough. 
Drew doesn't think as much. But games on the road, we have tough ones at Dallas, Seattle, I'm pretty sure, which we're not going to win those. Tough one opening up against Atlanta. But I don't think our defense and our offensive line will be able to overcome the above-average quarterback that we're going to have. Because he can be above-average, but we, the, as Vikings fan, we'll still rip on him saying he's not worth $90 million, when in reality, they're not really looking at the defense when guys are getting paid millions and millions and millions of dollars to do their job when they're not really doing their job. He's like the eighth highest paid quarterback now, which is probably where he should well, be. And uh, and before I, I give my comments on the overall outlook of the season, I think what you just said is very important. I was trying to say it two plus years ago when, when we signed him and we, we were doing the show before. You're not paying Kirk Cousins whatever we ended up paying and whatever that final number was, 80 whatever million dollars. You're not paying him that much because you think he's worth that much. You're paying him that much because he's the only starting caliber free agent, let's call him top half of the league quarterback, to hit the free agent market. Like, that's it. That was, to it was help him. your point. And, and, that, it was, and that's what you have to pay for those guys because the pay scale for court, starting quarterbacks keeps getting set and set and set. So every single quarterback that's starting caliber that's at least a mid-tier to top-tier quarterback is going to get at least that much money. And that's to help why. your point, and then you can do your breakdown of the season. Yep. Uh, the highest-paid player in the NFL... $110 million guaranteed, Jared Goff. Are you kidding me? Well, and that's and why to, they only signed him for point. three years, too. If they signed him for eight years, it'd be a different discussion. But they only signed him for that three is, years. That is crazy. And he probably will go to the Super Bowl, but it won't be because of him. But that is nuts. That And no one's complaining about how much money he's making. But, all right, Drew, give us your... your you want to give us your prediction on the Vikings? I guess Sam... Yeah, made. I'll do... I, I will. And I'll, I actually... I'll try and keep it short because I don't want to... I'm not going to harp on what you guys have said because you've covered a lot of what I want to say. I do think, Sam, I don't think this, our schedule is bad. I think it's a middle. I think it's probably between 10 and 15 in the league in strength of schedule. I, I haven't looked, but I think our division is not as good as some people are giving it credit for. I, the Lions are hot garbage. I don't. I think the Bears are going to take a step back for a number of reasons. They and have I a think schedule. they have they have one of the hardest schedules in the NFL. They lost their defensive coordinator, which I get it's still a very similar defense personnel-wise, but you can you can never underestimate losing losing a coordinator. I just don't I don't think you can gloss over that. They still have Khalil Mack, they still have other guys, I get it. But I think that defense is gonna not I don't think that defense is gonna really improve. Trubisky is just like I don't even like I don't get it. I'm not even gonna go there. And I just I think the I think the Packers are gonna have their fair share of issues again. I think we get four to five wins in our division easy. And then I think we get four to five elsewhere. I think we're probably a not. I think we're probably nine and seven, as far as what I think about the roster and and what we need to do to to succeed. I do think the offensive line's a little bit better. I agree. I I, I think what I find complicating about the cornerback situation because I think if you look across our defense, Kendricks and Barr are one of the most consistent and I think very good linebacking duos in the league. You look at the defensive line, it's very deep with a couple of studs. Daniil Hunter is is all pro. I've been saying it since he, we drafted him. that he's just, He started out as just like this freak, to your point, Dad, this freak athlete, freak of nature, and now he's been able to put some technique to it, and he's incredible. I think Everson Griffin's in a much better headspace. He's going to have a good bounce-back season. And then, and then in the middle, we got guys, we're deep there, and we got guys for every situation. I think Harrison Smith, again, all pro, I would argue the most underrated player in the league. 
And then I think Anthony Harris had a really, really good season last year after getting some play when, when Sandejo went down, Sandejo's now gone. It's his job. It's his job to, to have. And I think he's got something to prove that, that that was the right decision. I think he will. He is really, really good at actually in coverage as a safety and is really good ball skills going to get, going to get balls that are thrown up and in the air. But I think now let's break down the cornerback position. Why I'm so troubled by the cornerback position is two things. One, you know, Rhodes, say what you will, he had some very, very good years, but he just has not been the same health-wise, quality of play-wise, whatever. I, I'm not going once he got paid. Yeah, that's something to do with it. I, Wayne's, has he improved? Sure, but he's still just not nearly what we thought he was going to be or what he was. we were told he was going to be maybe is more a better way to say it. Was it 11th or 12th overall pick? overall pick it was high it was high but i think i think the the weird thing and this is what i'm saying is complicating about them is our is the guys that were that felt the best last year and feel i have the best feeling about and i might be wrong but our mackenzie alexander who was a late pick late round pick that's turned into the one of if not the best slot cornerback in the league and mike hughes who's unfortunately hurt should be back soon he's practicing and holton hill who's an undrafted free agent that's suspended eight games when those guys played because Rhodes was hurt, and then when Hughes was hurt, Hill played very, very well, especially late in the season. Hughes definitely looked the part. I mean, he wasn't perfect by any means, but he looked the part in the little bit he played before he got hurt. And I think, like, now, you, the, we just don't have any depth at that position. What went from, well, we have four, you know, okay to pretty good guys there, plus Mackenzie Alexander in the slot, is now, like, we got two starters that probably don't necessarily deserve a starting job, but have no one to really push them to compete for that starting job. And they're going to have to play basically the whole game because we got no other schmucks that are any good in there. And if we had our whole depth at the position, you have guys pushing each other to play better, to keep their spot, to earn their spot. And I think that's important in the NFL. Like you said, Dad, you just get your payday and you leave. Well, I don't think Zimmer is a guy that is afraid to sit somebody if they're not playing. No, I think and I think go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no was, I think what's frustrating is when we talk about all this, and we should probably move on to some NFL predictions. Um, the, there's no question the Vikings have more talent on paper than any team by far in our division. That to me, that's the frustrating part. And I think Zimmer's a decent I, coach. I, I, the I, the it's Bears very are frustrating. Have some very good talent. I think the Bears are going to probably be first in our division, but not by much. Well, Khalil Mack is the best player in the NFL. Him and Dobson, but. Um, but they, they, I, but other than their their the, defense, probably skill wise, is a little bit better. Our offense is maybe skill wise a little bit better. But I think just overall, they're they're top. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that. Maybe they're just a little bit more cohesive. I don't know. With the same skill level, just I, I would bench Crone right now. Why doesn't he run? Anyways, um, and they're not in a pennant race. It doesn't matter. We'll get to that. The guy doesn't even run a ball out. He would have been safe. Oh by my team. god! Let's finish what we're doing. We're also doing okay. Like, come on, let's go. My bad. He's not even running. Wait till you see this, Drew. I just saw it, but I'm going to keep doing what we're doing, talking about what we're talking about. Anyways, all right, let's go with some NFL predictions. I, I, here's my wants, and then we'll do predictions. I hope Cleveland loses every game again. Just do. Um, Samuel, really lead up predictions. What, Drew? I'm not sure I totally understand the bitterness, but that's fine. Because I'm sick. I don't want to hear about him. I, I hate Baker Mayfield. And we'll see if he's as good as we'll see. I just, I just, all I said was I don't understand the bitterness, and you didn't really. Explain I'm not bitter. I'm not yet. bitter. I just, I don't like. I really don't like anyone on their team. 
Okay. I hate I hate Baker Mayfield. He's got a big mouth. Beckham has never proven one damn thing. He's made some great catches. He's not a winner. He didn't take that team and win. He was hurt all the time. He was a pain in the tuchus. I mean, if it wasn't for Brown, we'd probably be talking about what he's going to do next. Landry, he's been on. He's been a loser his whole career. I mean, they got a, these guys haven't really done much. They have a good defense. Well, it's their, and it's their opportunity to prove it. I think. Yeah. Well, here we go. But that's. I mean, I guess I won't say more than that. I. I just. No, you're right. You're right. You're it, right. I don't think any of those guys have been on very good teams, and I think you're right. Oh. They are they divas, and I do. Are they a little bit of a head case? Sure, but I think that's because they were on not very good teams. I think having them on a team with some expectations will be interesting to see. Now, I think Beckham, your point about him being injury prone is important. If a guy's injury prone, he's injury prone and it's a problem. And injury prone is kind of a weird thing to say in general, unless it's the same nagging injury over and over again. But for whatever reason, like he seems to be hurt a lot. And so let's put her right now. He might not play week one. Yeah. Let's put head cases aside. That's a real problem that they may run into. But I, I'm 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 interested to see, and I'm not saying I want them to succeed or no, I, I don't. I'm interested to see if those guys who have not done a lot have, you know, are, are able to kind of answer the call, if you will. I, listen, I'm not predicting they're going to lose every game, but on paper, they're one of the top three most talented teams on paper. I mean, just tons of depth, supposedly good players at every position. It'll be interesting. But my Super Bowl, you want my Super Bowl prediction? Let's hear it. Yeah, let's go Super Bowl predictions, and we'll, we'll talk about some stories that we think are interesting to follow through the okay. season. It's going to be a rematch from last year. Kansas City versus the Rams, and I think Kansas City's going to win. Now, you're going to say Kansas City wasn't in it. I'm counting them as being in it because that idiot went off sides. Otherwise, they had New England beat. It is. It, and New England won by default, default. I thought of this after the show because obviously you gave the same prediction. Congratulations, you did. Mm-hmm. But I, what I think is funny to uh, think about is obviously everyone's all upset about um, the Rams moving on with uh, Nikel Roby Coleman's PI situation, that whole thing. And was it botched? Was it bad? Was it missed? Yeah, absolutely. Not disputing that at all. But your point is valid is that the other game could have ended differently just Should've. as easily. It was just over. As easily. The other if game that was penalty old. is called, and that guy doesn't go off sides. Both games end the opposite way, and we have a completely different Super Bowl. It's it is it is interesting to look back on. And New Orleans had about four penalties that weren't called on yeah. their own. So I, I hate that argument. No, well, it I just don't like call. the Saints in general. But yeah. Oh, I yeah, hate true. the Saints. They complain about their penalties, and they go back to when they played against Brett Favre and our Vikings. They literally they literally got that like, they investigated missed. and fined by the league for going after a guy illegally, and now they're out here complaining about that. Well, even then, their defense never got called a single penalty. The coach, that game. Was, sus- the coach was suspended. Yeah, for a year, wasn't it? Wasn't it a whole year? Yeah. 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 But that goes into my take. I have Kansas City over the Saints, actually. Yeah, I see. I which think I, Sam might be right. Which I, I, I mainly pick Kansas City because I want them to win, and I hate New Orleans more than anyone in the league, even more than Green Bay. But I think, in my real gut, I think New Orleans will win because they will get dragged through the playoffs on, on call after call after <laughs> call. And I think the refs will do them a That's lot a of favors wrinkle. after last year because all they do is complain about the refs when even though they get more calls than basically any and team. If they get home field advantage, they're in. Exactly. So I really pick Kansas City because I just want them to win and I can't stand New Orleans. But I'll go Kansas City. Are we giving scores? Sure. I think you and right. I did, so we should. 
All right. I'll give Kansas City. I'm going to change it up. This is where the listeners won't hear my gaff of last week or a couple days ago. I'm going to go Kansas City, 34. New Orleans, 24. I, I what was your gaff? I don't even remember your gaff. He said, he said something weird. Um, he's, Didn't you say like 48 went, or something? Yeah, I accidentally said 48 instead of. <laughs> His take might not be wrong. I think New, if you look at it, New Orleans has one of the top three quarterbacks, top two running backs, top two wide receivers. They really – and then – He's right. It, everyone likes Drew Brees. He'll get every call. Drew Brees hasn't been hurt for a reason. No right. one gets near him. And if they do, it's a penalty. No, they do uh, have a very good offensive line. I'm going to stick with under, the Rams. Uh, but he's, I think that I think it could be New Orleans. I'm going to whichever team gets And they home. just traded for Miami's best linebacker. It's crazy. For nothing. Drew, you're? Uh, I'm going to go similar to you, Dad. And um, like by similar, I mean the same two teams. So I'm going to go Chiefs uh, versus Rams. I think the Chiefs are going to win, and then I'll, I'll tell you why. I think Jared Goff, for all the money he's now getting paid, is a good quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I don't find him to particularly be a difference maker. I think a lot of what he's able to do is due to the fact that he has the best wide receiver trio in the league, not yep. duo. I said trio. Trio in the league. That he's got... Three. Right, not two, because I think the best two might be wearing purple, but not going to be a, too much of a homer if they can hmm. both stay healthy. But that's who's Baltimore's story. wide receiver? So, uh, no, they don't even have. I was going to say Crabtree. They don't even have him. Well, I think he's talking about Josh Doxson and Chad Beebe. Yeah, Doxson. I'm a big Doxson Beebe guy. Crabtree no, just Crabtree, signed with someone. He did. Um, Crabby Kansas City. Uh, Baltimore's got some schmuck with like crazy hair. Uh, I don't remember who. Willie Sneed. The yeah, seventh. that's exactly who it is. The, yeah, the eighth yeah. or whatever. It's like Willie Sneed. Right, go ahead with your pick. Anyways, I, I think he's very good, but he's got an incredible wide receiver uh, trio. He's got, um, you know, an all-pro running back when healthy and Todd Gurley. He's got the best play caller and probably the best offensive mind in the league, most people would say. And he's got a top three defense on the other side of the ball to help him out. Now, there are games, just like Kirk Cousins, that he will probably win. There are games he will probably lose. The difference is the team he has to fall back on is definitely better on the whole, I believe, than the team Kirk Cousins has to fall back on. And I think McVeigh is able to manage Correct. the downsides of Goff better than we have been able to manage the downsides of Cousins when he's not playing well. Jared Goff yeah, is I, just this. I this I did say last show, and I want to repeat it. Jared Goff is just Kirk Cousins with better PR and hair and looks and team. You, you always England. used to say Teddy was just ponder. Like this, this is my Teddy. Yeah, it's just ponder defense. thing. This is Goff is just Cousins. Anyways, back to my final prediction. For that reason, I think Mahomes is able to get it done. You know, considering all the issues on their team, although they made some good off-seasons adjustments, especially on the dis- defensive side of the ball. And that game ends thirty-one. 24. You know, uh, New England will probably sneak in there after we said this, but because they get every break, they're lucky. They play in the worst division in the history of football for the last. I mean, they've been given wins, what, how many, five wins a year just for free for the last how many years? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Sam and I were looking it up. They have the third easiest schedule in the the, uh, NFL. Tied for second easiest. Or tied for second. Did they not win the Super Bowl? It's it's, it's just... God, the NFL schedule crazy. is interesting because it, it, it boils down to you obviously play your own division six times and then you play all of another division and then you play the people that are even with you in some of the other divisions. 
And but what it comes down to is like their division sucks. So if the other division they're playing outside of theirs sucks, which it does this year, you want to know who else they play? The a- the NFC East. So not it's only amazing. do they get to play their division six times, they get to play the Redskins twice and the Giants twice. I don't think they turn on the R words. I don't know why I said twice. I, they get to play them both once, which is two games. Sorry. The Washington R words. Sorry. Right. The, the Hogs. I don't think uh, Detroit's going to be as bad as you think. They're not going to win the division, but I, I just do. have a gut feeling this year. They, they got know. no, like, They're name, receiving, name uh, three guys on the team not named Matt Stafford. Okay. They've got a great running back. Carry on Johnson. All right. Johnson. I, I know the two. Okay. If you really want me to make this hard, I'm going to say the three that you know because of fantasy, and then I'm going to tell you not oh, to name my, those three. My bad. Then I'm but bad. I was going to give you basically two freebies out of those three. Well, we've got the the ever capable Marvin Jones the seventh. Okay, so maybe Do they sell Matt Prater. Don't they have Gallup? Who's their wide receiver? Galladay. Oh, okay. Galladay. So <laughs> didn't even know their receiver. You just named the kicker and Anyways. the three guys that are fantasy relevant. Let's briefly touch on college, then we'll briefly touch on baseball, and then we're out of here. I I, I, I think I do want to mention something else about the yeah. NFL go ahead. Or before we move on, hold please. I think, and it pain, it pains me a little bit. Well, two things. One, you mentioned Philip Rivers earlier. I think the Chargers are going to be a sneaky good team. Although I, I so I don't mind them. I really like them, but what sucks is Derwin James is not only the rookie of the year for last year on the defensive side of the ball. He's one of the best defensive players in the league, and they lost him. So I think. He'll be out till November, so I think it's going to be really interesting to see where they stand when he comes back because he is a real difference maker on, on the defensive side of the ball. So look for that down the line. What a, I think, what a dumpster dump, too, that they just play in a soccer stadium and yes. no one cares about Well, they're building a brand new one. But but there's still no one will care. It's a dome that they're going to share. There, there's got to be some city that would want them. Yeah, no, I you're probably right. Um, like Portland's a big sports town. or yeah. No, there's plenty. I mean, St. I mean, Louis. New York I mean, ironically, I mean, teams. I'm sure St. Louis would appreciate him back. But take St. Louis. Yeah. Well, they didn't really. I mean, Vegas? they would be oh, back. That that whole. Uh, no, they go to St. They should go to St. Louis. What? It's Saint, if you can you imagine if they went to St. Louis and then when they played the L.A. Rams, the former L.A. Oh my God, that would be a battle. We might be onto something. What? Because the Rams are the team that was in St. Louis. You're, yeah. If, if the Chargers went to St. Louis, can you imagine that? That rivalry? Like when <laughs> Dallas plays the Wild? The fans would probably are, are kill someone. Are you not hearing me? Me? No, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you. I'm just multitasking because I'm looking something up. No, oh, hopefully. So I'm I figured that there's three of us on this show. I figured I could do it now. Sam could talk to you for a little bit. Oh, well, he he was talking to you because you, you mentioned the it. thing about going back to St. Louis. Wait, what's the okay? What's the date today? And well, the time? The, just Sam's because I mentioned him going Wait, back to St. Sam, Louis. This is very Sam important. Sam, give his thoughts on that. that Sam's rivalry. defending me. Alert! 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 Sam's defending me. Sam's defending me. Well, okay. September, whatever. Every topic I bring up from now on, I will make sure I'm listen. I I just it's it's what's no. called a teaser. It's like to no. get you guys talking while I go do something else. Well, Sam and I can talk. Oh, I'm well, sitting on his lap for crying out loud. Anyways, the only other team I did want to bring up is the Houston Texans. And we've mentioned Deshaun Watson. Yeah. They, yeah. they have a very good receiving core. Uh, very good. Ru- running back position, that's a tough, a tough L with Lamar yeah. Miller, L for Lamar. Uh, defense is really good. The secondary is a little suspect back to the Vikings. But I think they were a popular kind of sleeper pick last year, but they're not getting as much hype this year. But I. To me, they they've only gotten better. Player. They they did, but they also gained. 
actual good line play with with Tunsil going there. So I think I don't think they're getting as much. He's overrated last year. He is, but I mean, I, I mean, mean, he literally was filmed with a draft night. pot mask or whatever I'm you want to call that's it. That's how you define quality of play in the NFL. But he has not been that good. <laughs> He's been fine. He's better than anybody else they had. You know what's funny about the Lamar Miller thing? I mean, it's not like they lost Todd Gurley. I mean, Lamar Miller was like. You talk about the definition of hot and cold over the last five, six years. But it's I'm still, not I mean, sure you lose your, you lose your number plays. one skill position player. Oh, I understand. The running back a, is probably the least important. Him and Devontae Freeman go back and forth yeah. to being really good, really bad, and Correct. always seeming to be drafted really high but never producing. I guess the years I have them for fantasy, they suck. But I, I'm not sure that's going to be the hard, the biggest loss. I don't know. Well, but I think he can be replaced. Cause the he other reason I bring them up is because yeah. with like that division is just – an interesting one in general. I can't imagine the Jaguars are much better. Mm-mm. Well, um, it depends. They finally got a supposedly a quarterback. Well, Bortles is good for a little bit. I just don't. Well, I don't know. I think the division is really wide open, and I think it's it's probably Houston's to lose. And I think if they get on a bit of a run, get some confidence, Watson stays healthy, they could be a a, a team that makes a little bit of noise. But that's the only other team top? I thought. Would be worth bringing up beyond no, all the I, other kind of. Teams well, they went on a run last year too and made the playoffs. Um, do you want to talk college or you? You have some thoughts, so go for it. Well, my thing is, like to me, the NCAA, the NCAA basketball. I know the, the March Madness; it's exciting, and do I watch it occasionally? I do. I care no because the Gophers are never gonna do anything. But it to me, the one and done, which we talked about the other night. It's not necessarily the NCAA's fault because it's not their rule. Mm-hmm. But um, the um, this new this new transfer portal thing, or the and these graduate or graduate students leaving and playing one year quarterback here, these teams, the quarterbacks, it's like magic. It's like just changing quarterbacks, and you get dra- you get recruited by a school, it doesn't work out, and then and then it's like free agency, which you know I guess they have a right to leave, but I think. Slowly but surely, it's going to be just the top teams, just like in basketball, will get all the good players still. And then they'll just add, they'll need someone. You know, Wisconsin needs a quarterback, they go find one. Uh, it's in uh, Oklahoma. They, they've had what, two years in a row? They've had one year quarterbacks. And so, I don't know. I'm getting a little annoyed with that. Again, the Gophers suck probably, so that's why my interest is lacking. If we were one of the top four teams, I suppose I'd be interested, but. I'm starting to get a little tired of that. Thoughts? No, I agree. I mean, the college football is the same teams every single year. You pretty much covered it all. And it's just not... I mean, people are excited because it's football. And everyone loves football. And everyone's excited for football to be back. But in reality, there's not much excitement year to year because it's the same teams. If you're Alabama, living in Alabama, it's exciting with Auburn, Alabama, Clemson. Michigan, Ohio State's those two teams every year. And it, as a Minnesota fan, as just an average fan, you're only excited about college football because it's football and everyone loves football. I guess here's an analogy. And this is this will be the this will be the counterpoint and then Drew it's your turn to what I just said. I guess if you if you like college football, it's probably like a really good movie that you like. There's you like watching the movie because there's a ton of fun stuff during the movie but you know the ending and I think we pretty much know the ending or pretty close to the ending every single year and I think um, I think that's my biggest problem and I don't 
again, I, I'm going to watch it because it's on Saturdays, but it's not right. like partially it's not appointment watching because it's Saturday and I have better things to do on my Saturdays, but it's always on at bars if you're hanging out, if it's bad weather, whatever. Well, Saturday night too. Saturday night, obviously it's on this, you know, but it, it's, we, we compared it or we have compared it. Many people have compared it to college basketball, obviously. Um, and my problem with that versus college basketball is they've, yes, they've introduced the playoff, but it's like you said, it's the same teams at the top every year, which is still kind of true in, in basketball. But when March Madness rolls around and it's partially because of the size of the tournament, but anybody like yeah. anybody can upset anybody. There's when always it gets, one when it gets team to the end the of the final. year. Yeah, sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, I was gonna say, to your point, there's always one team in the elite eight that shouldn't be there. And it's it's partially because of the size of the playoff. That doesn't happen in football. And I get that. And I get that there's – I personally think the playoff should be more teams. I think it should be eight. But that's a different discussion for a different day. But because it's only four teams, it's the same four teams that were in the top five to seven at the beginning of the year anyways, which are the same teams every single year. So it it's not – you know, and listen, college basketball isn't incredible parody where it's brand new teams every year. But it's still much more interesting. And, you know – if you're a team outside the top 10 to start the year and you lose a game, you're done. It's over. You have no chance. The only teams that can lose a game and recover for it are ones that are preseason ranked already in the top 10 or top five because right. because they're just already up there. And once you lose a game, you can't actually be better than anybody record-wise. So even if the conference is full of teams with only one loss, they're going to take the people that have been ranked higher all through the season. So I don't mean to rag on college football and the ranking in the playoffs because it's gotten better. There's no doubt it's gotten better. Sort of. But... Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. You know, the SEC schools are the, are the football schools. They got the best facilities. They got, you know, the best place. It's the best places to play. The most people watch, the most fun, the most history, the best coaches, whatever. But it is a little bit, it is getting a little repetitive. And don't get me wrong. Clemson is incredibly fun to watch. Alabama is incredibly fun to watch. Oklahoma, these, these shootouts they get in are insane to watch. But it's, um, you know, I would like a little bit of difference every sing- uh, every year, just a, li- a team that kind of sneaks in. Because even the teams that sneak in are the same teams every year. It's Washington. It's, you know, UCF. It's still the same three to four teams every year that are like, oh, will they, won't they? Like, I, I don't know. But I do still watch it, and I like it. And The Gophers, I think, could be really, really good. And I don't – And what holds it? what's on the back? Maybe it's coaching. Maybe it's the lack of quarterback. I don't know. Yes. They're They're – or both, both maybe, probably. They're, they're receiving trio. I'm going to use trio again here. Is if has to be up there in the top five in, in college. I mean, I'm not well-versed on all 180-whatever football teams there are in Division One football, but those three guys are all incredible. Incredible. The defense is pretty good. The offensive line's got a dude, to your point about being big and strong, that's seven foot seven and 399 pounds or whatever. He's huge. And their running backs are are off the charts too. I mean, and and one of them's only a sophomore, so there's no reason they shouldn't be better than they were last year. The greatest recruiter the in the country can't get a quarterback that can throw. It's it's amazing and it's ridiculous. Well, the quarterbacks they get there's so much hype about them that they talk about like they're really good. And I've heard people talk about this quarterback supposed to be amazing. And he expects big things from him. And then you get to the game, and his third pass is interception right to the guy when he's, the receiver is double-covered. Not just double-covered, absolutely draped by two defenders. And it, I just don't understand it. The quarterback, is it that we can't develop him? Because yeah, supposedly they have a lot of talent. Sam, 
South Dakota State University is one of the top four <laughs> schools in the FCBSUCQRST. I, I was watching division. a game with somebody, and they did say, "Are they like?" They were like, "This might be ignorant." They were like, "But are they like good?" And I was like, "The Gophers," and they were like, "No, like South Dakota State." I was like, "Well, to their credit, yeah, they are. They, they're one of the best FCS teams in the country." And they've made the playoffs there like seven straight years and like back to back semifinals. I was like, you know so the Gophers yes. wouldn't be one of those teams. The Gophers would not. Well, then be I one said, but we should still be winning this game by more than whatever it was at the by time, 40. seven or eight or whatever. Well, we were losing the third quarter, fourth quarter. They got they got lucky. Yeah. Anyways, all right. So do we wrap up with some twin stuff? I have one yeah, thing. Let's go quick, oh, wait. And then we can be done. Go, Sam. Hold for Sam. I was a leadoff hitter my entire life. Dad, you were a leadoff hitter. Drew, you were a leadoff hitter. Yeah. When they let me. As a, yeah. As, when he played. Yeah. As I a leadoff hitter. I became a pitcher in my later career. What you were told <laughs> at the first pitch, or the first at-bat of the game, what, take a pitch, take a couple, see the pitcher, see what pitches he's got. It's part of your job. And I don't want to rag on Max Kepler because he has 37 bombs or whatever, and he's a good hitter. But he is not a leadoff hitter, and he is repeatedly put in the leadoff role. He swings at the first pitch of the ball game almost all the time. I, Unless your Mookie Betts is going to hit it out of the park. But I don't know why Arias doesn't bat leadoff. Kepler has. Best. Kepler's got 30-whatever home runs, like you just said. I know. But I, I don't know why Arias doesn't bat leadoff when he's got the best eye in the team. He could have a 3-2 count. Oh, speaking of Mookie Betts hitting a home run off the foul pole. That wasn't even a home run, though. That's That's... Disgusting that home. The one run. he hit last night wasn't a home run either. I mean, that's a out. That's a foul ball anywhere. That's. I mean, you can't even count that home run. No, the one he hit yesterday shouldn't count either. The one, the first one he hit. That two. was the a, first that was, one. The first one is a lazy fly ball that he hit yesterday and in thirty one other parks. You can't cheer that. He he knows damn well that he just that he hit a foul ball that hit the post. But any the hope hit the pole. I just don't I, know why Ryan is a bad lead I don't off. get why it's like that. There's no reason for it he to be like run because he thought it was foul. Martin Perez, like you gotta be kidding me. I did that. That one is that one's worse than the one. The one he hit la- last night was pretty bad too. I don't that think one's it was worse. Three hundred feet. I don't understand why that pole's like that. It doesn't need to be. No, if it's it about seats and fans, like if you move the pole deeper into the left, you could still fit seats there. Like it doesn't hinder the home seating. Runs that these guys hit are so tainted because of where they play. But in, in Boston, that is. But to Sam's point, and, and York. I mean, listen, New York's got some dudes that can hit bombs, and so does the, so do the Red Sox. But like those these. These band boxes are just like there's a good, it's like bell cow. I got I've had some good ones there today. Yeah, no, but, I, what, but to ahead. Sam's point, which is something I've harped on all year, that's just for whatever reason. And and again, we're ragging on a team that after today's game will be five and a half up, and we're gonna get to what they need to do to keep that. Um, yeah, that's ex- well, we could probably end. Is that's just that philosophy? First of all, he shouldn't be batting first, hitting thirty one home runs, but w- whatever. The point is, is that they just don't ever, they don't take pitches. They, the count never matters. It doesn't matter if there's guys on first and second no outs. They don't try to move them over. It doesn't matter if they're shifting except for those couple games in a row where they actually broke. It's just, it's a weird philosophy, and Sam's 100% right. You know, you bat first, you know what your job is. I don't think he knows it, or and I don't think the coach would tell him. I'm not going to, I'm not going to disagree with you guys. I'm just going to approach it from a different angle. Um, which makes it sound like I'm about to disagree degree. with you politely. Um, I, I agree with you that Kepler's probably not the leadoff hitter that this team should have. 
Arias is probably much more suited for the role for a number of reasons, and I would probably bat him first anyways. But what I will say to your point about taking a pitch and seeing what he has, et cetera, et cetera, my only, you know, whatever you want to say, caveat, I don't really want to say disagreement because I think it's just looking at it a little differently is, you know, when when we're talking about it, we're talking about a 20-game high school season or, you know, a summer where you, you face a pitcher basically once, maybe twice, and you don't know what he looks like besides what you physically see with your eyes. These guys have so much video, so much data, so much information that they're reviewing every day before a game, during the game, that seeing a pitch or seeing a couple pitches as a guy on deck isn't going to benefit you that much that you haven't already seen. Now, it will help later it, in the game when the pitch counts higher, though. In that's a different, first different, that different situation. A you didn't say he should take pitches to put the pitcher in a deep pitch count. I agree. If all of a sudden this guy waltzes through two innings throwing 18 pitches, then yeah, get up there and take a pitch, which I agree to your point that earlier. They have some at-bats where they don't really seem like they're they're just up there swinging away, trying to hit for the fences. You're, and I'm not saying I even disagree with you both. I'm just saying right, that... Strategy-wise? Actually, strategy-wise, you're right. But um, And in but, a lot of these, a lot, a lot of pitchers on the flip side of that are taught just get the ball over strike one. So sometimes that's the best pitch you're going to see against some of these guys. So still, I agree that, that Kepler's not our lead, shouldn't be our leadoff hitter. I'm not ragging on him. Like you said, Sam, he's got 30-whatever home runs. He's still batting 260-whatever. But I think not taking pitches as the leadoff batter isn't the reason why. Um, I don't think, you know, maybe for him, it, it benefit would benefit you maybe standing there. But if you watch when they make a pitching change, who's ever on deck and about to go hit, immediately walk into the dugout. They have TVs. They, they watch tape on the guy immediately. So it's different when you're never going to see this guy. You don't know what he's got. But. Your point, Sam, is also very valid that as the game gets going, if his pitch count is low, then yeah, you got to start taking pitches. And like you said, Dad, they don't always do that or they don't always get the guy over. They don't, like you, the word you used is, was always battle. They don't always battle. They're always sometimes up there just, well, if I can just hit a home run, it's none of it's going to matter. So I, I agree, but, you know, for different reasons. And one more thing Cora, the manager for the Sox, he saw that the first game of the series, Jackie Bradley Jr. was batting ninth. He's hitting like 120. And he saw that Jackie Bradley Jr. was up there like eight times with runners in scoring position and never got him once. Just made a change and put a 323 hitter at the nine hitter. And that's just a manager that knows what he's doing. Well, that also could have been because of we have a lefty on the mound and maybe that guy can't hit lefties. So I, I wouldn't get. Um, I've, okay, I've, well, I've he, watched our manager make nine. Some very, a 323 hitter is usually not hitting nine. I've seen some our manager make some very, very, very bizarre lineup changes that a lot of people are probably like, oh, it's so it's such a good move because of this and that. And it's like, no, it's just weird. So, I, so here's where we're at. I don't know. I don't don't give Cora more credit than he deserves because he's got a really, really, really good baseball team there and they're not going to make the playoffs. So he does have a World Series ring. But anyways, um, and. With a really, really good team. I could yeah, no, I could have probably And his ace is, has an ERA about 5.5, so that doesn't um, help fault him. is that? Get a new pitching coach or something. Here's where we're at. After we lose today, we're five and a half up. We got Cleveland for three. We got Washington for three. I don't know how we'll hit their pitch. Their pitching will just shut us down. So there's three losses for sure. We got to take two out of three from Cleveland. Uh, I'm not sure who Cleveland plays after us, but then after that, we play Cleveland. They play Washington yeah. somewhere along the way, too. Yeah, no, well, the bottom line is if we get through, we have to be up going into Cleveland a week from Friday. We need to be at least four games up, four and a half games up. 
At the very worst, they sweep us. We're one, we're at least a game and a half up, and then we got all the garbage coming, and we have a shot because Cleveland's schedule gets tougher. But we ha- we we got at least take well, I guess the very least one from Cleveland, so they only gain one on us because we we will not beat Washington with their we we don't hit good pitching, we just don't. So Washington consider we hit Porcello us. pretty good the other day, but He's our kryptonite. The Twins is any pitcher who throws high 90s into the hundreds. We cannot touch a hard throwing pitcher, and as Evaldi is t- doing right now, we can't touch hard. It's weird. We can't touch hard throwing starters. Hard throwing relievers were all over. I know. It, when it when sense. New York was here, we we smacked their relievers around the field. But you're right, Sam. Anytime a guy starts and throws above 95, it's like we don't know what we're doing. But but if that happened in the eighth inning, we'd have no problem. Yeah. The way I look at it is is our our magic number right now is 17. It's late enough in the season you can start looking at that. We have, uh, let me do some math, 3, 6, 10. We have 13 games, of my if I counted this right, 13 games against a combination of the White Sox, Royals, Tigers. If That's you can Cleveland, just... Right? What? Yeah, after we play Cleveland. I, it doesn't matter when. Let's just, it does at this point. Well, I think it sort of does, but yeah, At this ahead. point. We need a seventeen, a combination of seventeen, our wins, Cleveland losses, and that includes also then six against Cleveland. So anytime we win one of those, it counts as two. Out of those thirteen, if you can win ten of those, and then you know two wins against Cleveland only, that means you only need to win three games, and they have to lose or they have to a combination of of three wins and losses. That I said that really poorly. I think you got to win ten against the garbage. You got to win two against Cleveland. And then I think if you can do that, no matter what happens in the other games, no, you'll get a combination of three for the magic number. Because they Cleveland's got to go to Los Angeles and play the Angels. They still have the Phillies, who are actually a playoff team this year, and they have the Nationals. So, the other thing, we have to win at home. Because the fact that we're oh, what, are we below 500 at home is... No, we're not below 500. I bet we're, we're close. Not. In the over the year, not over the yeah. year. In the second half, I bet we're close or. Oh under. no, the second half we're way under 500 at home, which is disgusting and the reason we're not 12 games up. But it, we have to win at home, and I don't expect us to sweep Cleveland. But two out of three is not out of the question. No, I, I understand I we, trouble on the road. We never we, win at Boston. We typically Cleveland's a tough place for us, but the lat when they're good. Yeah, I think I mean, we it's we have a shot, I guess. But. I think you got to win ten out of thirteen against the garbage and two out of six against Cleveland at minimum, and you'll be in no problem. Now, if you win three against Cleveland out of the six, then you I think you're in for sure. I think if you can split with Cleveland over the next six games we have against them, we're in. Between how bad our schedule is, and Cleveland's isn't overly tough, but they got to play some interleague games that they're not used to against some pretty good teams, and then. Um, I think that does it. Our statistician just told me that we're 11 games above 500 at home for the season. Yeah, that's what which I was is terrible. In the second half, it's it's not second half nearly as good. Easily below 500, which is the second half is when we started our swoon. So you got to you got to take business, take care of business at home. Doesn't Agreed. matter who you but play. But to take care of business on the road might bode well for the playoffs because we may be playing a series on the road. So so oh, maybe. We'll be at the Yankees. Well, you played we actually we played well against Houston this year, but it's, we actually played very well against Houston. But their pitching is yeah. Well, let's not get too far. Any other comments before we wrap this up? I First don't think second, so. Zero outs. Do you think we're going to bunt? No. <laughs> Why would well, you bunt? It's Jake Cave. 
Oh yeah, he's the that's one. That's the guy. one guy should. Or well, he's no, on fire. He's our best hitter in the second half. Because you want to talk second get half the bound, unlike anyone else. If you want to talk second half, uh, swoon versus boom. Jake Cave is the only guy that well, not the only guy. Well, but he's one hitting unbelievable, and I would think he, I would trust him with the in scoring position with anyone right now. But he's probably the only one in the lineup right now that can get a bunt down. You got to oh, remember something that is also probably true. The caveman, the caveman, when he first, the second half of the season, the caveman came up and was horrendous. They sent him down for like two hours. He came back up. and Because Lamont Wade, your man Lamont Wade right, went down. Junior. And then he went nuts. So He's still going nuts. So, you know what? Buxton Jake would be Cave playing. in the second well, half of the season. Buxton is a def- defensive replacement at this point. That's pretty crazy. Jake Cave in the second half of the Now, these are with pretty similar plate appearances and games played this year. But in the second half of the season... 31 games versus 29. Jake Cave is batting 322 I say you with bunt. a 632 slugging percentage. In the nope. first half of the season, he was batting 176 with a 243 slugging percentage. I mean, it's an incredible turnaround. I give the guy credit. The thing is, they're not expecting the bunt. He could get a no. bunt for a hit. No, they're really not. That's the part I don't... Uh, well, whatever. Because the guy's hitting out of his mind. Why would you... No, I'm just kidding. So I mean, next week, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up football next week. We should uh, have a better weekend. sense of where the twins stand, too, next week. Well, no... And we'll the playoffs in general. If we do the show Wednesday, no, he did not go. He's walked, oh my God. He's walked two straight guys. Right, Why you got to continue swinging? wrapping up the show because you're now spoiling the game for me, and no one at home cares because this game's already ended. We're not doing this live. You got to. The pitchers walk two two straight guys. That you don't swing sucks. until there's a strike on you, especially in a ball in the dirt. That um sucks. He's laughing because he knows he made a terrible call. Yeah, All right. That was, All right. But anyway. All right, you two. Come on. Uh, the, Kickoffs yeah, at five. We'll have, we'll yeah, we have played our right. third game against the Nationals. So all we'll have left against decent teams is the three with Cleveland. So we'll probably know if the Twins have choked or not. Uh, Vikings, we'll see what kind of start. We'll see what kind of start they're off to. Uh, we can talk. The Gophers are going to lose to Fresno State. That is a very good football team. and We're done. They should have beat us last year. Um, and then anything else, you guys, before we get out of here? No. I already hit the music. You did? I always do. You just don't know. Oh, okay. Well, then this has been another edition, a brief, short, football, heavy edition of the Apples to Apples show right here on anchorfm.com. Something like that. Anchor.fm slash apples dash two dash apples. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, and Cave's trying to hit a home run. So we hope everyone will tune in next week for our next show. And until then... Oh, that's it, guys. See you later. All of the people around us, they say, can they be that close? Just let me state for the record. We're giving love in a family dose. We are family. I got all my sisters with me. We are family.
You won't go 